we're back with Lindsay Lohan's life part two. Yes. More car crashes, more diet scares, more rehab trips, more leaked sex escapade, um, list exposed, more lesbian dalliances, more arrest. So let's just get into it because there's a lot to cover. So I left off with Lindsay starring, well, not starring, co-starring in the movie Prairie Home Companion with Lily Tomlin, Meryl Streep, you know, heavy hitters. This was around, I think, 2004, 2005. Okay, this was a scandal we'll talk about. There was an issue of Vanity Fair that came out. In this interview, Lindsay said to the interviewer that she was making herself, in quote, sick. This caught like wildfire because, of course, everyone was already discussing her drastic, drastic weight loss. Everyone wanted to know what she meant by making herself sick. Was it bulimia, anorexia? What was it? But, of course, Lindsay backpedaled, I think it was a TRL episode, and said that it was taken all out of context. She was not making herself sick in that way, and that it was all blown out of proportion. Everything's fine. She's a young girl. She <laughs> she loses weight sometimes, you know. And then Dina, of course, said it's preposterous that she would ever <laughs> make herself sick in any, you know, self-destructive kind of way so that was put to rest but that was a that was a pretty big moment because Lindsay was I think 19 at the time she was huge she was filming just my look she had split from Wilmer who was again 25 at the time her dad Michael was in jail for four years um for that attempted assault and drug driving. It was a lot for this girl. And um, she was put in Cedar sinai Cedar sinai Hospital. That hospital. My God. If I could just interview a nurse to see what goes on in that hospital. It seems like nothing but stars are admitted to that hospital. It's crazy. I used to ride past it when I was um, living in L.A. And wonder who's in there tonight. Clearly had so many things to do out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next scandal. Mm. I'd say. Mm. Herbie fully loaded. Herbie fully loaded. Herbie fully loaded. 2004. Her liver became swollen. She had a kidney infection. And of course, her white blood cells were accelerated. So she was put into where else? Cedar Sinai <laughs> Hospital. And I'm sorry, I was all backwards. Yes, so here we go. So Cedar Sinai was where she was put into after all of this white blood cell debacle. She lost 25 pounds. 
but she also made a lot of magazine covers because there was a time in the early 2000s when being as thin as possible was sought after. It was the best thing you could be. It was an it girl thing. So Misha Barton, Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, who was naturally thin, I'd say. They were all plastered as these, well, Nicole and Paris were it na- nicknamed the Skeletal Twins. And um, yeah, they were very tiny. I don't know how she lost that much weight in a hospital that fast, but probably a lot of uh, fitness, a lot of fitness. And she was sick, you know, but she wasn't making herself sick. That is the keyword there. She was not making herself sick. Yeah. Okay. There's so many things. There's so many things. There's so many goddamn things. <laughs> Another weird thing I found was that during the filming of Herbie Fully Loaded, they had to digitally CGI, like, disenhance her breast size because they were so big they, that Disney thought it would be distracting for the audience. Because, you know, Herbie was a child film. Weird, right? Mm. Um, so, we get out of Herbie fully loaded, the the film's done, there's a lot going on, but the red carpet is when she's blonde, really skinny, but she's so excited because her song first is going to be played in the scrolling credits, but sadly, (laughs) it's not, and she throws a temper tantrum, walks herself in the bathroom, because she thought that the first was going to be played during the final race scenes in the actual film. And not just a couple minutes during the ending credits. So people looked at that as, well, little rich girl. Um, nobody wants to sympathize with her because she put her heart and soul into that song first. And she wanted people to hear this during the most dramatic scene of the movie. And really connect with it you know not just some throwaway song you hear while you're gathering your things to leave the movie theater so I get it I get it Lindsay again the victim so again poor Lindsay and then after that her first car crash of many first of many takes place in 2005 and I have to describe Lindsay's driving skills for a second they are erratic scary and okay she gets in that car and she just pedals it like the guy I was watching old paparazzi um footage of her and (laughs) the guy in the (laughs) in the in the video he's like you better move it she will (laughs) run over your foot (laughs) <laughs> she gets in the car and she just guns it so I mean it's really no shocking that she came up the street like a bat out of hell reports Catherine Starr she was nailing it the guy she hit was making a u-turn to get into the parking place and then the collision caused the van to spin around in the street and then hit a park truck 
according to the sheriff's report, and this was all per peoplemagazine.com. And, um, you know, Lindsay was definitely shocked, but she was taken to a store and then they, like, um, covered her face and take it to the back of a fire truck. But she didn't want to go to the hospital and she was ready to go back shopping. Poor guy, though. Poor guy. Uh, you know, things happen when Lindsay's behind the wheel of the car. Watch out, guys. Watch out. Well, people in Dubai, watch out. I'm sure she has chauffeurs now, though. Um, so, yeah, one of many. So, like I said, she was. this was her bleach blonde skeletal twin time. And she was on the cover of every magazine. And she um, hosted the iconic Saturday Night Live. Of course, they just made funny little skit. Like, you look really skinny. No, you look really skinny. Kind of thing. And, yeah, I mean, it was, what did, what was that even? I forgot the skit she even did on that one. She's hosted Saturday Night Live so many times that I forget what skits are which, are connected to which one. But, yeah, she did that. And also had a, a feud with the Simpson sisters. Because who didn't? And this feud was all over the heartthrob. And producer Brett Ratner. Google him. So apparently, Lindsay and Jessica Simpson were at a Hollywood nightclub called The Dime. More of a bar. And Lindsay sent over a bottle of Dom Perignon to Jessica, which I honestly believe Lindsay was sending as a peace offering. Because, you know, Lindsay was probably over it and was just like, you know what, truce. But Jessica wasn't into it. She sent it back to Lindsay, and that pissed Lindsay off. Like, how dare dare you <laughs> deny my olive branch and apparently Lindsay jumped up went over to Jessica's table which brought Jessica to tears who knows why maybe Lindsay's just harsh brash words and um Jessica was into Brett Ratner who Lindsay was dating at the time again please google Brett Ratner but this feud was squashed and we all know the feud between Ashley and Lindsay over Wilmer Valderrama the iconic boyfriend is supposedly about her in the lines I didn't steal your boyfriend oh the girls the girls are fighting over mediocre men okay so, fast forward a little bit. Lindsay releases the video for her self-titled album. And the lead single off of that album was Confessions of a Broken Heart, Ellipses, Daughter to Father. The video was deeply personal. It was sad, too. And it was also directed by Lindsay. The Vanity Fair interview, where she was quoted as saying, I was making my myself sick, also talks about the prior mentions Saturday Night Live moment when she was spoken to by Tina Fey about her weight and how that was her come to Jesus moment. And she also confessed to using drugs a little. And then she was interviewed by Teen People, where she denied the claims, but Vanity Fair stood behind their story, asking if she wanted to listen back to the recording, and she never responded. So I had to include that before we go on to Daughter to Father, because I found that pretty, <laughs> uh, very Lindsay. But anyways, back to our to daughter to father. So, daughter to father, confessions of a broken heart. D 
deeply, deeply personal song, Ballad, about a girl who struggles with her father and waiting for the postman to bring her a letter um, that I'm assuming is from her dad in, in prison. Um, wondering if he ever loved her. This The video is Aliana crying and banging her hands against the pillows and just it's very moving actually and then like because her parents are fighting downstairs sorry I forgot to include that and why she was acting out um but I like it because cinematically it's all shot like they're in a box a see-through box and that represents how Lindsay's life is just seen through a screen like all of her life is on display So really effective video. Yeah, it was it was sad actually. Um, does anyone remember Vanessa Manello, the VJ who is now married to Nick Lachey, ninety eight degree fame, more famous for marrying Jessica Simpson and having the newlywed show on MTV. Yeah, so Nick Lachey's wife Vanessa Manello, and Lindsay Lohan had a string of photos come out where they were engaging in some knife play. <laughs> I'll post the, f- the photos. You have to see them to believe them. But um, it was a strange, <laughs> strange batch of photos that came out. And, um, you know, I think some cocaine was involved. A lot of alcohol. But they were shot in a, um, I think they were shot by, um, what's that dude's name? You know, Sean Lennon. And, uh, very late night, and yeah, drugs involved, but that was something that was put under the, under the rug. Nobody really talked about it, but man, that was really weird. I mean, they're, they're, like, Lindsay's got her, (laughs) Lindsay literally has her, has a knife on Vanessa's neck and then another one has Vanessa like with a knife on her Lindsay's breast but then I look at the back of the photo and there's like a bowl of cocaine so yeah (laughs) but that was a um that was just a little moment that I thought was pretty funny not funny haha but funny like hmm that was something that probably wasn't supposed to get out oh yeah oh Lindsay so through 2005 there were 2005-2006 there was the year of the hoo-ha flashing Britney was doing it Paris was doing it it was a way to get seen and you know Lindsay had to do it so it was cans or con or whatever that word is called over in Italy or France or wherever, when they do, like, exclusive movies, premieres. And, of course, she was coming off the boat to premiere Bobby, and lo and behold, her hoo-ha is flashed. It was a big moment. It was a gross moment. But, yeah, it was, it was a moment. Um... 
2006, I mean, there were a lot of drugs. There were a lot of rumored flings, confirmed flings. She dated Harry Morton, rest in peace. Um, but let's get to 2007. 2007 is going to be like the whole podcast. Because this is where Lindsay goes to rehab. Not once, but twice. And in those rehab to rehab moments, she gets arrested. She goes from rehab to getting arrested all in the span of 11 days. Why? What happened? How did this happen? <sighs> so, so she entered rehab on May 18th, May 28th, sorry. And it, um, it looked at as, as if nothing, not a car crash, a drunk driving charge, or even sheer burnout could derail Woodsy Lohan's notoriously high-velocity life. Kicking off the holiday weekend of May 25th, the actress and a posse of pal- pals turned up at Hollywood restaurant and lounge Le Doux, where she smoked, chatted with fellow clubgoer Paris Hilton, and danced to the indie rock playlist until closing time at 2 a.m., says an observer, a source. She was in the middle of the table laughing and trying to be noticed the whole night. I love that little shade. Lohan, who at 20 is underage, <laughs> but who cared? was about to attract a much more serious kind of attention. And that was from People Magazine, June 11, 2007 issue. Okay, so we all know what happened next. 5.30 a.m., the crash happened, in which her Mercedes struck a curb on Sunset Boulevard, and she was arrested and cited for driving under the influence. She was hospitalized for minor injuries, and after police said they found a substance tentatively tentatively identified as a usable amount of cocaine in connection with the accident, Lohan headed out just one night later. The destination? <laughs> not rehab, not a not a not a twelve step program, not not a family member's house. No, 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 no. It was a private bash in a poolside room at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, where sources say drugs were openly used. This time, the reverie ended with the paparazzi photograph that has become very iconic. Lindsay slumped over in a car, passenger seat, the gray hoodie, mouth wide open passed out drunk as hell or high who knows but she is gone and that may be the time the last time Lindsay who had planned to celebrate her 21st birthday on July 2nd with a blowout at Vegas's hot spot pure is out on the town for a long time because she was then admitted to an intensive medical rehabilitation on Memorial Day. Sure. After she checked into the Promises Treatment Center in Malibu, where Britney Spears recently underwent rehab, MKO Ultra reprogramming, friends and family members greeted the news with a mix of relief, worry, and guarded optimism. We are all praying for her, says a Lohan relative, noting that Lohan's mother, Dina, 44, who was just arrested two weeks ago, 2020, 
one, I'm saying, for drunk driving, is doing the best she can. The turning point came three weeks after Britain's News of the World ran photos of Lohan allegedly using cocaine in a nightclub bathroom. Yes, we've all seen those grainy photographs where Lindsay is clearly doing the bump and offering her friend the bump in the bathroom. Yes. Everyone's just been waiting for something tragic to happen. Nice friends. All of us thought there would be something soon. Many are surprised it took so long nine years ago. Lohan endeared, oh, many are surprised it took so long. Nine years ago, Lohan, you know, the backstory, where she came from, freckle face, child star, you know, the parent trap, la la la. She's come a long way from the parent trap. I'm just reading it because they're, they do better justice than I would. And it's a really good article, I think. Um, okay, so we get back, we talk about her dad how oh my god there's a picture of michael lohan in a see-through muscle shirt tucked in with a belt buckle while he's on the phone looking like he's making a call to no one oh, i explained so much um dina's always been like one of the girls talking about makeup and clothes says the lohan source her mom i am her friends it's crazy <laughs> once he had no parents once he had no guidance once he was pretty much raising Lindsay and she was the oldest so she probably had that responsibility of looking after her younger siblings too she had to get away and probably alcohol and drugs were her escape it's a little, a little bad for the girl but um no she seems like she's found some clarity now cooking in Dubai allegedly but you know whatever makes you happy Right, we're back to the article. Until her recent admission to rehab, that has meant hitting the town almost nightly with a crew that includes very seamster people. What is that? <laughs> Says a source who has been out with her several times. A lot of nightclub fixtures. Chief among them is LA DJ Samantha Ronson, who has become one of Lowland's closest friends and lesbian lovers. And was with her during the morning of her arrest. They're really close. <laughs> if Lindsay needs something, Samantha is always there. She takes care of her. I'm sure she did. But after Lohan's failed attempt at rehab last winter, followed by months of public partying, the question remains, was anyone really taking care of Lindsay? In early April, a witness at LA Club watched Lohan try to pry open a bottle of Grey Goose vodka with her teeth and later be helped <laughs> into the bathroom by several friends. They were saying, it's okay, Lynn, says an observer. Those close to Lohan say that earlier attempts to change her behavior have failed. Everyone has tried to step in, says a good friend, who can't make someone... You can't make someone get help unless they want to. Even her estranged dad, Michael, a recovering alcoholic who plans to open a faith-based rehab. That faith-based <laughs> that faith-based rehab program was just um, caught for embezzling money and being basically a big fraud shop. God, this family. Um, I'm not even, yeah. So, um, 
this goes on to talk about um, her upcoming film, I Know Who Killed Me. Uh, how she doesn't seem serious about getting sober. And she wants to <laughs> be a Jodie Foster. We've still yet to see that. But hey, we, we've got her um, Netflix movie coming out. Maybe that could be the Jodie Foster turn she's turning for. Um, so yeah, this was a this was a pretty big moment in her career, not for the good. And this was also during the time when George Roll Call Out came out. George Roll was a movie that co-starred. Lindsay and starred the iconic Jane Fonda and you know better known Felicity Huffman. It was a movie about a young girl who was being molested by her stepfather and she her mother kind of knew but kind of looked the other way. It's a strange plot actually but it's a really good movie. Some of Lindsay's best acting to date and Jane Fonda serves as the matreon kind of voice of reason and Felicity Huffman is Lindsay's mom she sends the mom (laughs) Felicity Huffman's character sends Lindsay to live with Jane to like get straightened out or whatever and that's when she learns the truth about what happened to her and the stepdad Um, but on this you know set she was late. She was partying all the time. And the excuses weren't working on the set. And that was when the call out came where James G. Robinson, the studio head, scolded her publicly. And this was the first time, I think, to date that this was ever done. Um, yeah, it was really embarrassing to have a studio head call out um, an actress saying that you're um, you're late because of your constant partying. We know that it's not because of you. you're not sick. It's not any of that. There, she was he was calling her out on her bullshit, and um, mm, it was the beginning of the end because you know everyone in the reporter, everyone in this, everyone in the industry is gonna be like, "Whoa, I'm not hiring her." That's box office poison. Usually, these things are done and said behind the scenes this was a public call out I still haven't seen this done before so yeah and I mean she took notice and (laughs) she apologized and she was on set every day after that and um on the red carpet she apologized and yeah she I mean there was nothing else she could do she had to save face and Jane Fonda is quoted saying, when Lizzie showed up, she was really good. I think she's great in the movie. So when she shows up, she's good. She's just got to show up. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. You give a girl the world, but, you know, it's up to them what they want to do with it. Um... Yeah, I don't, this is kind of a longer episode. I don't know if I should break it down into three parts. We're already at a half an hour. Um, I think I'll talk about the second arrest because, yes, she does sadly get arrested again after this 
rehab. Eleven days later, actually, sadly. Um. Yeah. Let's break it up. So next week we'll talk about the second arrest, the second um, attempt at rehab, the the list that went all around Hollywood about who she slept with, why I think she kind of planted this story, the ever-evolving feud with Lindsay, I mean, <laughs> with Lindsay, with Ferris Hilton, the scram bracelet that she went all around Hollywood still parting with. Um, she made this, that scram bracelet iconic. Yeah. Um, the movies that didn't go through. The box office bomb of I Know Who Killed Me. Um, then we'll have to break it up again because, I mean, there's still so much to talk about because we still have to talk about the Oprah doc series. Um, the Us Weekly expose where she talked about she had a miscarriage and why she had to tell the world that. Maybe that helped her, um, with healing, but it was very shocking. Um, Living Lohan. Yeah, that show. Um, where she is now, that abusive fiance, Igor. It doesn't end. This woman's life is going to be chronicled in probably like five parts. But man, when she comes out with a tell-all book, first day, first day, Barnes & Noble's on there. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. And um, Merry Christmas if it's backed up a little bit. Take care. Bye-bye.